You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 149. In this episode, I'm doing honor coaching with Alessandra Ingrosso. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. In today's episode, I'm speaking with Alessandra Ingrosso, who is in my Somba program. Alessandra started an online shop last year and has been struggling to market the shop and getting people to buy. We talk about how she could go about marketing the shop and taking her customers on a journey. Want to create a lifestyle business? Get free access to the seven stages of a profitable online business by going to signal.com forward slash 149. There, you'll also find the show notes of this episode. I'm so excited to have Alessandra here on the show. She is inside Samba. She has applied to be on the Honor Coaching. She's been brave enough to come on the show. From time to time, I put in an application inside my Samba community, and the bravest people apply here to come and have a chat with me for 20 minutes to talk about their most burning business challenge. Thank you for being on the show, Alessandra. Hi, Sigrun. Thanks for, so much for having me. I don't know if I'm so brave. Maybe it's more that I thought this was an amazing opportunity. So thank you. I'm looking forward to hearing what you think about my business. Great. So before we dive into your challenge, explain to the audience, what do you do? Yes, so I am, uh, let's say, a new entrepreneur. <laughs> I started last year, towards the end of the summer, I launched an online shop uh, that focuses on bio uh, food products, so organic, but also other sustainable products, non-food. My reason for starting it is that really I became passionate about the whole pollution, both from, you know, that contaminates food as well as plastic pollution. When, you know, I had my baby, I became interested in it. And I thought uh, it was a good opportunity to bring um, to the country where I live, which at the moment is Switzerland, uh, some of the new products that historically I'd had problems finding. And um, I do think that there is a lot of opportunity but as I started, and obviously this was all new to me, I did find also a lot of challenges, perhaps more than expected. And, uh, and so, yeah, I'm actually quite excited uh, to be in this journey. I'm still working in my day job about 60% now, but I'm looking to end uh, mid of next month uh, to dedicate myself completely to, to this and uh, finding my true passion, as you taught us. <laughs> so it's a lot of work, but it's also really exciting. So what have you done so far to make your shop known? A couple of things. So the first thing that I've done, because perhaps was the easiest thing for me to do, uh, was to start with some Facebook ads. I have to say that that was easy because, you know, I invested some time to learn it a little bit, um, try to 
optimize it as, as well as I could, but I haven't seen a lot of return at all uh, from Facebook ads. Last year, I have done a, a couple of small local markets, which actually were quite successful <laughs> compared with the online uh, piece of it. And I have been planning to do some this year as well. And then the other thing that I have done is trying to start uh, some partnerships with some bloggers or some online magazines or uh, interest sites that might want to collaborate. I've started just more recently with that, um, so I'm still getting into it. But the the biggest challenge that I've had is that um, Well, on social media, I am on social media, but it's really hard. It seems that it's really hard to engage people. You know, they may sign up for my page, but then it's very hard to engage them, even posting, you know, okay content. And yeah, and even if I get people to come to the site, the next step, so the conversion, is really a challenge. Even when I've had quite successful campaigns and I've had a few people on the site, I could see that they did the, the journey and they arrived to look at the product, but they did not uh, finish with the sale. Yes. What you're facing is, is very typical challenges for online shops. When you are running this uh, like you are, you know, a solopreneur, you don't have big budgets for advertisement like the big shops. We're talking about, you know, Amazon and Salando and, and these big, big uh, shopping sites that can run ads, you know, forever until they then everybody knows about them. You have to have like almost like a guerrilla marketing. <laughs> guerrilla marketing is that you might have to create content that actually engages because what you are selling, it's a little bit of an activism, what you're doing, right? Yes. 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 A little bit of activism. So actually it gives you a good reason to write content. You know, if you're selling just, let's say you were just selling regular clothes online, it would be hard to, you know, connect that with any kind of activism. Yes. You could have a fashion blog connected to your shop, but what you are doing is more of an activism, is awareness, right? Raising awareness for, you know, the plastic and pollution. So you could, let's say, even if you just did it once a month, you had a very good article. It would probably take you a whole day to write it or possibly two days, but you don't have to write many. It could be just once a month. And that's the one you promote. You don't promote your yeah. products. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. When we run... Facebook ads or any kind of ads directly to a paid product, it takes a lot of effort until somebody buys. Especially on Facebook, we do not like when uh, something is somebody is trying to sell something to us. Uh, Facebook and social media in general, and that's why you face the challenge there. Social media is like a cocktail party. So you are invited to a cocktail party, which is Facebook or other social media channels, and you have arrived to the cocktail party and you are trying to sell a product. You are like, oh, buy this, buy this, buy this. And the first thing we think when we see those ads, you know, buy this, buy this ads, we're like, scroll over it. Yeah. And it's only if I'm already an activist myself and I understand what you're trying to say, I might click and take a look, but still then I don't buy, you know, because you haven't started with the whole process. So... What do you do if you go to a cocktail party? You introduce yourself, 
you try to network with someone, you walk away with a couple of new contacts, but you haven't sold anything. Social media is the same. You walk away with some impressions. You don't really sell, although Facebook has started to, you can actually put up products on Facebook, but it's still a social media. It's still a cocktail party and you need to view it as one in a way that, okay, because you can't sell me something directly on Facebook. I'm generalizing. There are a small percentage that can do it, but normally you can't. What you get me interested, you get me to visit your page. Yeah. So I was at a conference, I think two and a half years ago, where someone was explaining this concept from a beauty product. So I'm going to repeat what he said. I don't remember exactly the company name or anything, but uh, I'm picking it instead of just saying it generally, this is what you do. I'm going to refer back to this talk. So this was a guy who discovered there was a, or met, let's say, she's 60 years old or was at the time, 60 years old, but she looked like 20. She was uh, really a beautiful woman, uh, like a model. And they came up with some beauty products. I think probably she had a beauty product and maybe there was one particular product that they wanted to get to the market. You also need to focus on one product. Even if you have a lot of products in your online shop, you need to choose one. I always say this, there's the one that people buy the first. So you just have to figure out which is the most interesting one or easiest to market. So they had this one cream, they had a whole beauty line behind it, but there was one cream. And what they did in order to sell this one cream is that there was an article. There's an article with a picture of her. She obviously was beautiful, but it was also obvious that she was older because she had gray hair. And there was something about, you know, staying young. And it was a nice article. And he showed it on the, on the you know, in this uh, lecture. And there was at the very end, you know, a link to buy the cream, but it was not like an ad. It was an article. They focused on helping people and not selling. You're building a relationship. After people had read this first article, if they didn't buy or sign up for anything, they were shown mm-hmm. another article. Yeah. And only after reading two articles, they would see an ad coming okay. up with a cream yeah. on Facebook. I think you're absolutely right. And uh, you're kind of putting it all into words, uh, what I have, I have experienced. And I have to be honest with you, I wasn't a big social media user, you know, before starting my site. And I don't know why. I do read a lot of what people write, but I didn't really write much myself. But I have experienced exactly what you said. You know, people are willing to engage. And it's been interesting to see what I feel. It's like exactly my target audience engaging all sorts of subjects but as soon as I put a post on a product no one cared (laughs) and so it's been quite frustrating but I think you put it into words perfectly you know the way it works so thank you Mm. you're building a relationship and a relationship is not built by selling me a product a relationship is built by understanding first what I'm interested in. So you don't need a lot of articles. I think they basically had only a few articles, but they used this method again and again, and they figured out which one was the best one to be first, which one is a good to be second. So, and it is in connection to that first cream, but without being salesy, really informational. Do you already have something coming to mind? What you could 
write about? Yeah, I've actually written a couple. I don't think I've quite found my style yet, but I've, I wrote a couple of blog posts on the whole issue of plastic pollution. Yeah. I've written articles before, but yeah, I didn't like them. They weren't really like blog posts, but I've written a couple recently that are a bit more personable and I like. So those are something that I could use um, within social media. And uh, as you say, at least to see if by posting this type of content, I get a reaction and I get people to yeah. at least engage with the post itself. That'd be interesting. Yeah. And the first thing you need to do is like, okay, you have a good article. You have to find an amazing image because we are very visual people as well. So, so there has to be an engaging image when you post this on social media. And you post on your business page. You possibly ask a few friends to check it out to start the engagement, right? And once you have a couple of likes, maybe a comment, shares are more difficult, but then you turn it into an ad. You try to get some organic, what we call social proof first. Yeah, you know, when you turn it into, into an ad, would you send people to kind of a landing page where at the end of the page, you know, there is some link to your site or you simply kind of would send them to the blog post itself? send them to the blog post itself. What you can do is that on the blog post are little ads to your product or a freebie. You know, do you have a freebie? Do you have like, you know, how to, what is the transformation you're hoping people have by using the products you're offering? Good question. <laughs> I think to become healthier and more aware of their impact on the environment and how that impacts health ultimately. So something like five easy steps to improve your impact on the environment, something like that. You could try alternating. So for a month, you could have a freebie on your site and get them first to sign up for that before you offer them any kind of products. And then another month, you could have an advertisement for your first product. I do think buying something is not as fast as we hope for, right? So getting them to sign up for freebie, my gut tells me that is easier than asking them to buy something. But if you have a lot of traffic to your site, there's always a certain percentage that is more ready to buy and faster. And the key is to get traffic. Key is to get people on your blog post. And once you have them reading your first blog post, you create another one. Overall, you probably just need 10 blog posts that are just highly, highly targeted. They're really good rather than writing a lot. Just write a really good blog post that people are like, yes, this is exactly what I wanted to read. Or now I understand something like when I read a blog post where I have some insight, I share it. If it's just a blog post like blah, 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 I'm like, you know, why do people share? Do you know? Um, they want to tell other people something exciting. Okay, exciting, but something... I learned something new. Yeah, but also, there's a part of it, people showing off maybe a little bit. Like, I know something you don't know, or I found this, and now, you know, I'm sharing it with the world. There's a little piece of that in it. Also, some controversial. I have recently been sharing on my own Facebook page because I also struggle with reach. We all do. 
When I post my podcast episodes, which are, by the way, amazing, of course, this one as well, <laughs> I get very little rich. And I'm like, wow, I've created all this content. I've sit down for half an hour. My team has worked like crazy to edit this podcast episode, create graphics and everything. And then we post it on my Facebook page and nah, one like, two likes, whatever. And then I post that I don't agree with Sheryl Sandberg. And people are like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And I get good reach. So how can your article be a little bit edgy, uh, spark conversations? That's what creates reach. A product doesn't spark conversations. An article that maybe has something in it that I didn't expect, don't agree with, or I agree with it so much that I want to tell the world. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I can see it in your face <laughs> that you, you get it, yeah? And if you look at your article you've written and you say, oh, this is not controversial enough, this is not edgy enough, this is not going to spark a conversation. Organic reach on social media is all about conversation. Yeah, I, I, I can't agree more. Yeah. The most controversial things are the ones that get a ton of comments. And uh, that's a very good point because what I've been writing is maybe informational, okay, but really not that exciting perhaps from that perspective. So that's going to be a good challenge to change the style. Yeah. But also make sure yeah. you're you. Like not just make controversial to make controversial just because we have uh, figured out that that works, but more like being yourself. And, you know, my podcast episodes are normally not controversial, uh, you know, but they're in between. Uh, I just had a recently one, Why Profit First Kills Growth. And Profit First is a book. It's a concept. It's a very popular concept. So when you go a little bit against the stream, it takes both courage, but also if it's your strong belief, you have to voice it as an entrepreneur. Because you will get people that love you and people that hate you. And that's when you have the most success in business. Not when you're trying to yeah, be yeah, that's, pleasing that's everybody. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm not certainly not good at pleasing everyone. <laughs> that's for sure. But uh, no, but I think that's a very good point. And uh, it's an angle that I need to get into and uh, trying to be a bit more, you know, bring up some controversial points and ask people what they think. And uh, that might do it. Yeah. So on one hand, the articles, but just generally so that your site and your shop gets more attention, you can ask questions. Just ask questions as a status post. No article, just ask question. If people are not seeing it, share it to your private profile. Ask a few friends. I heard, uh, you know, we had a Facebook group expert in Sompa. There's a, one of the bonuses is talking about, well, if your group is not engaged, why not ask a few friends to help you out for a few days? Yeah, the same with a page. So if you say to a few friends, hey, I'm trying to get some organic reach on my page, it's not about faking it, but more like, you know, if a few people just help you get going and they will not be there forever. So if it doesn't organically pick up from there, well, then your content is not good enough. The content has to be engaging like really you know you're building a relationship but to spark it off I sometimes share things to my private profile to kind of get people to go back to my page because obviously on our private profile it's no problem to have reached there because our friends do like what we do but on our page Facebook is not even showing it to the people that also like what we do 
Yeah, exactly. That's the other question that I had. How do you get around that? Because sometimes I see my reach and it's maybe not even one third of the people that like my page. So do you uh, boost your posts? Do you use the, the boost function? I never use the boost function on the Facebook page itself. You have to always go into the power editor and boost from there. And it's not called boost there. It's just called an ad. So I not do this with everything. You know, for instance, if my posts about my podcast are not getting engagement, I go on Instagram instead, Twitter and LinkedIn. Uh, you know, we still get thousands of downloads still on the episode. So we try other way. We're sending out emails now and things like that. So you have to find different avenues. And at some point, you also have to engage in, in, in more than just Facebook, obviously, because the reach is low. If you're getting one third of the people who've liked your Facebook page, I think you're really good because most people get 5%. Yeah, not, not to like, but just to reach. Now, if I got so many yeah. likes, then I'd be in a good place. <laughs> even the reach, no. even the reach is very low. Maybe not 5%, but let's say the reach is, yeah, 10%. Like the reach is really low. But I always say when people are worried about this, are you creating engaging content? And if you really honestly ask yourself and you say, Ah, I didn't really ask a good question. My article wasn't really sparking conversation. And then you have to say no. And if you say, well, I wasn't really posting engaging content, then I ask you back, well, why should Facebook then show it to people? Because that's what Facebook has realized people want. We want engaging posts. The people who are complaining about the reach being low, they aren't posting engaging posts. Yeah, I think that's fair. You know, it's fair I enough. Just... There are so many pages and profiles on Facebook. Facebook has to pick showing you only those that have engaging content and skipping the rest. And they do try. I know that when I post something, they show it to, let's say, 100 people to see if one of the 100 clicks. And if the first 100, 200 people do not click and comment and engage, Facebook pulls the post back and doesn't show it to more people. It's very normal to me. Imagine your feed is full of non-engaging, non-interesting articles, boring pages, and you are thinking there as a user, well, I'm not going to use Facebook anymore. Let's go and go on Snapchat or whatever. This is why they do it. So it makes absolute sense. And we have to look, they're running a business. They want everyone to click and like and share. It's your job as a business owner with a business page, make your content engaging. Rather post once a day or once every second day, really good content than trying to post many times a day some, something that's not valued. I'm getting better. I will get better still. I think when I started, I thought, okay, maybe even reposting other content that people had posted from, you know, scientific sources, for example, uh, would be um, good. But then I realized that's not the case and that most of the time it needs to be your original content because of the Facebook algorithm. It can algorithm. be. No, it can be. I take Harvard Business Review articles. I take interviews, Guardian the key is, does it spark a conversation? When I posted that I disagree with Sheryl Sandberg, so it was an article that a lot of people had shared on Facebook. I share it to my business page. I say I disagree. I explain why I disagree. 
And then people made comments and likes and shares. Because either they agreed with me or disagreed. Actually, I think everyone agreed with me and was upset. It was a discussion around personal branding. And so people had an opinion. So if you have scientific articles that are just interesting, but they don't spark conversation, then you're not going to go and read. So it goes back to that again. And that's why the whole process of getting people to your online shop again is get them talking, write an article that is informational, but exciting at the same time, provide some insights, some maybe surprise, something I didn't realize. And then people want to share it as well. Yeah. Does that help? It does help. And uh, yeah, you put it very well into words and kind of crystallized all of the thoughts. Thank you. I think I have a lot of work ahead. Yeah. Fingers crossed. You can do it. Yeah. You will let me know how it goes. And thank you for being on the show. Alessandra, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much, Sigrun, for me as well. Want to create your lifestyle business? Get free access to the seven stages of a profitable online business by going to sigrun.com forward slash 149. There you also find the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.